0: Welcome to the Docs Who Lift podcast, where we distill and simplify the complexities of a healthy lifestyle, exercise, medicine, and weight loss. We're excited to bring you a podcast that's a prescription for clinical practice, scientific recommendations, and just real life. This This is the Docs Who Lift podcast. Hi, right.
1: hey, welcome back to the Docs Who Lift podcast. I'm your host, Doctor Spencer Nadolsky. I got my co-host here, Doctor Carl Nodelsky Jr. And today we have a very special guest. And I know that's what every podcast says: we got a very special guest. But this—oh, this
2: is for real. This—this this this
1: guest is very special. We have on today uh, hormones demystified. We're not gonna—we're uh, gonna keep them anonymous because they have a very awesome blog that goes into all the quackery that we see with hormones, specifically a lot of, of thyroid stuff, um, and uh, they are an endocrinologist that's obviously specialized in hormones, just like my brother, but really dedicated their uh, a lot of their time, and I would say a hobby. I don't think you're making any money from, from this. Uh, I, just I,
2: I, I think you're allowed to refer to him as him, he and
3: him. Am I allowed to? Is I, I, I his voice once, is going to give it away w- once my voice. Exactly. Yeah. Wow.
2: Now, now, to, but to be fair, as endocrinologists, we do a lot of, you know, we do transgender medicine. So there, you know, I mean, it yes. could be, it could be a trick. So, but, uh, <laughs> but for either way, either way, even if, he, even if he's a transgender male, we'll say him. So he, okay. he him, his. All right.
1: Okay. That's fine. He's <laughs> awesome though. I, in fact, I use uh, a lot of. Uh, his writing for um, just my own just second checking uh, some of the stuff that's, you know, out there about thyroid hormones, because it's just, it's just that excellent, better than um, even some textbooks that I've seen, because it goes into much more yeah. of some of the colloquial, th- some of the stuff that you just see that wouldn't even be in a textbook that yeah. uh, he was able to dig up and kind of explain um, very nicely.
2: Yeah, real world um, stuff. And, and I'll tell you, you know, as an endocrinologist, I mean, this is, you're, you're famous and in the world of endocrinology, this, and the, mys- the mystery that surrounds you, and the, <laughs> and the references that we use from you. I mean, it's, this is really cool, and I, I hope a lot of people are gonna be really excited about this. So, so we're excited. This is great.
1: So how did you that's get nice. into this m- whole myth-busting of like hormones and everything? Obviously, you're an endocrinologist, so that's kind of what you do, but like to take it upon yourself for the goodness out of the goodness of your heart to start
3: battling back against this quackery <laughs> that it's out there. Yeah, I, I definitely want to dive into that. Um, you know, I was thinking actually before we dive into that, I was uh, in preparation for talking to you guys today. I was kind of thinking about my so-called origin story, if you will. Yeah, let's hear it. And, and I uh, e- even though this maybe isn't the primary driver uh, for my, my origin, I do think that I have this personal anecdote. It was it was actually one of my earliest experiences with alternative medicine and I, I think it'll just give you a little bit of insight into who I am and I haven't thought about this for a long time. I haven't written about this. Uh, I'm pretty oh. sure I've never spoken publicly about it. It's not because it's a, a huge deal, but I do think it's interesting. So if you're interested, I'll, yeah. I'd love to hear it. It's an
2: exclusive. This is story. This is this a is docs Who lift exclusive. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: So this actually goes back to my fellowship days, so my endocrinology training. Uh, there was a period of time there where I was just under some really severe stress, and I was not handling it well. And I actually thought, you know, I need to talk to somebody about this. So I went to my PCP, and, and he said, yeah, I want you to go see... This psychiatrist at the institution uh, where we worked, and the psychiatrist was—I I think he billed himself as a holistic psychiatrist or an integrative psychiatrist or something like that. I had no wow. idea what what that yeah. was, but you know, in in my mind, I thought, well, you know, I in my totally unbiased, you know, non-expert opinion, right? I, I thought, well, I don't need to be pharmacologically medicated for whatever's going on here. I just need a sympathetic ear. So, you know, holistic sounds good. I'll go to this guy. He'll give me some meditation exercises and breathing exercises and, you know, if nothing else, he'll just listen to me and, and help me talk through some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. So I went to him and um, he indeed recommended some meditation stuff. And, and then he also said, hey, listen, there is this neurotransmitter spray, sublingual. I think it was GABA or something like that. He said there, there's actually evidence. He prided himself on being an evidence-based guy. And he said there's actually some evidence that this can help with acute stress, anxiety, that kind of stuff. The downsides are really low. So I want you to go over to the pharmacy attached to the institution and, and go buy this stuff. And I, I said, okay, yeah, sure. Sounds good. So I went next door to the pharmacy, and I said, hey, listen, just saw Dr. So-and-so. He recommended that I get this spray. And they were like, oh yeah, um, we don't have that exactly, but we have this other stuff here that's very similar. It'll do the same job. And I was like, okay, great, I'll I'll take it. So I I took that, I brought it home, and then I'm, I'm looking at the unopened bottle and on there it says something about homeopathic medication. Oh, uh, yeah. And nice. at at this point in my in my career, I was familiar with the concept of homeopathy, but I wasn't really familiar. So I, I didn't really know what it was. I just sort of had this vague sense that, that something might not be right. So of course, you know, I, I look at this a little bit closer and it appeared to me that the primary ingredient was water. And the active ingredient, of course, had been diluted to like one part per billion. And uh, so I look at, I look this stuff up on the internet, you know, what is homeopathic medication? And I, I was kind of just incredulous. I'm like, whoa, whoa, seriously? This stuff's just diluted to the point where it's essentially just water. And and then, of course, they talk about, well, it's not just the dilution that that makes the poison here it's it's the succussions or the banging together of the atoms uh, of the active ingredient so once you bang these atoms together that releases the energy of the active ingredient into the water and now you have this very potent solution that will do what it is purported to do and i went back to the pharmacy with the unopened bottle and i i kind of i'm sure that i had a somewhat incredulous tone and it probably wasn't the most respectful tone but i kind of went in there and i was like uh hey listen i i looked this stuff up and you know i started to explain as if they you know would of course be on the same page as i was like how could anyone yeah. who's reasonable think that this is a good idea and uh and the woman got very huffy with me and and she's like it's not the dilutions only it's the succussions you know and oh that God. releases the energy and so on and I was wow. like, all right, listen, just, just give me my money back. Like, this is, this is crazy. So,
2: and this so was a I, pharmacist? I get my mo-
3: well, the person with whom I was speaking, I'm not sure if that was okay. an actual pharmacist or just a, an employee at the pharmacy. She had a white coat on. <laughs> yeah, she had a white coat on. So, of course, I trusted whatever medical advice she was dispensing to me. So, so at that point, I, uh, I, I started to interrogate my feelings about what had just transpired. And I I actually wasn't that frustrated for myself because, you know, I figured, listen, I have enough of a background that I can look into this stuff and I can detect when something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Right. But what about all of the other people who are lay folks? And they may just have a more credulous posture toward whatever they're being told because after all, this pharmacy has the imprimatur of my institution behind it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so I wrote an email to the holistic psychiatrist and I explained what happened. And to his credit, he was chagrined. And this was not what he had intended. He was he was upset that the pharmacy was practicing in the way that they were practicing. And he actually asked if he could use my letter in uh, some meetings he was going to have with the upper levels of administration. And supposedly they were going to, uh, you know, sort of tighten the reins <laughs> on the pharmacy a little bit. So, so I guess that is all to say that, you know, I don't want to sort of import too much onto mm-hmm. this and say, oh, this was the thing that set me on my path because yeah. it, it really wasn't. But I, I think it, it was my first foray into sort of anti-quackery <laughs> activism, yeah. if you will, yeah. Uh, and and that's that's probably just my earliest memory. That's that's great because I was going to ask. Well, so what the hell
1: happened to the psychi- psychiatrist that recommended yeah. this? And so, they, you know, they they were, you know, they wanted you to have a GABA sublingual spray. Did you ever get that, by the way? No, I never did. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to know is is that evidence based? Because that, that gets beyond my expertise I mean, it, for sure. Clearly,
1: it sounds like there's some biological plausibility. I don't I don't know much about it, but yeah.
2: I mean, it sounded like that psychiatrist, what you know, was a truly maybe, or at least he tried to be an evidence based, you know, sort of, you know, naturalistic. Outside the box, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but but still evidence based. Is that yeah. fair to say the, for him?
3: I I think so. I think his yeah, intentions good. were were quite good.
1: Yeah, I, cool. and my I, I had some homeopathy I did that arnica stuff whatever arnica whatever it is because uh, I had some pain back in medical school because someone said and I, I'm just starting medical school I don't know how to assess the evidence really I was trying to figure it all out and that stuff didn't work worth a damn so and then I learned all about homeopathy so I,
2: you know at what's least funny you, is that at least you looked into it the the only time I ever even used that term is when I'm kind of joking around with patients and we <laughs> uh, you know and there's this discussion of using like 25 micrograms of levothyroxine or like five units of insulin, I'm like, well, you know, it's like, it's kind of homeopathic, uh, you know, so you probably don't really need it <laughs> if at that level. Dose dose. Of yeah. I, I was, you know, we talked about, I got that from one of my mentors at some point. So anyways, all right. Well, that's, that's a great anecdote. So go on with how, how you progress yeah. from there.
3: Sure. So I guess from there, you know, I, I had some exposure to naturopathy during my fellowship, just because there was a, a naturopath in town who seemed to have cornered the market. Mm. And we, uh, we, of course, saw a lot of his patients. And, and I, I was just collecting a file of, of wacky stuff. And, <laughs> and then that, that continued on into my practice. You know, I was, So after fellowship, I go into practice, and I, I realize that I'm spending just an incredible amount of time seeing people who have been at, at the at best, they have just been spinning their wheels, you know, yeah. under the care of a, a naturopath or some other type of alt-med provider. And at worst, they've, they've been hurt, you know, yeah. they've, they've had, they've had bad outcomes. So, but, but despite the fact that people were often spinning their wheels, you know, I also was a bit frustrated, you know, I was frustrated for them, right, that, that they've been hurt or they've been spinning their wheels. But but I'm frustrated for myself because I have to spend all this time deprogramming people before I can even begin to program them with mm-hmm. the right information yeah. or at least yep. better better information or evidence-based information. And I thought, gosh, this is incredibly inefficient what I'm doing here. I've got one patient in the exam room at a time and you know not only that but i'm not getting these people before they have invested so much of their energy and their money and their time into you know this course of action that is certainly not going to help uh, I, i'm seeing them after they've done this so this is not good i got to figure out a way to get to these people before and or at least during their mm-hmm. their pursuit of alternative medicine so I thought, I think for it was quite some time, I was thinking, like, I should do something. And then, and then I sort of became vaguely aware of what a blog was. I'm not the most <laughs> yeah. tech-savvy person in the world. So I was like, oh, I should start a blog. And that just seemed like an impossible hurdle because I was working full-time. And, uh, and I suck at technology. <laughs> so it, just, like me. <laughs> it, was, it was not really high on my list of things to do immediately. And uh, and then uh, you know I I think shortly before I started the blog you know I had I had cut back a bit at work, and um, and that actually opened up. It was it was a small cutback, but it, it opened up a lot of mental space for me, a lot of time, and but I think more just mental energy. It, it, it was it was sort of liberated there, so. I, uh, I decided, you know, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a blog and I'm going to try to give people good information. And, and then I just started writing and, uh, and I, I figured out pretty quickly that the only way that I could really write that was interesting to me and that I felt would be engaging for readers would have this kind of irreverent tone to it and 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 that's actually i guess that's why uh i am still anonymous is because the irreverence that is pervasive throughout my blog is sometimes interpreted as offensive by some (laughs) people and uh you know that's that's unfortunate but not unexpected and i actually i don't begrudge anybody for for taking (laughs) offense to to things because it's a pretty sensitive subject right when it's when it's your health and you're hurting, you know, I, I don't yes. think people necessarily always hold those two thoughts in their head at the same time that, hey, there's this endocrinologist, and he, he he's kind of a jerk a little <laughs> bit, or maybe, maybe he's just, he's too brash, but at the same time, he really cares about me. Um, those two thoughts don't necessarily get held by a lot of people. They just go, yeah. oh, he's so offensive, and then they just, want to sort of hate me and, and disregard what I say but on the flip side you know I've gotten a lot of positive feedback over the years which is good because otherwise I probably would have abandoned this endeavor a long time ago um, so people people really seem to have responded and, and and some say that I helped them profoundly and and that was gratifying
2: yeah, yeah well, I, like we said I mean in our realm I mean that's <laughs> it's greatly appreciated
1: yeah. I, mean,
2: I, I would think a lot of patients are greatly appreciated.
1: I, I see the same thing with my memes, so I don't know if you probably don't even see my memes, but I, I basically try to do like a good cop, bad cop type of thing. I make kind of offensive memes and then try to teach, and there are some people that are just they're offended so much where they <laughs> screw that doctor, he's a jerk. But then there are other people that will say, you know what, it was offensive at first, but then I thought about it and you really taught me. So I think your your blog obviously goes into much more Much more detailed than my memes, Um, and I think it's it's an overall very very positive thing because the problem is you have all these other doctors, naturopaths, whoever, quacks, just coddling these people and telling them what they want, telling them it's their hormones, whatever. And here you are, a very true and true expert in hormones, trying to say no. I'm I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm trying to help you. You know that's so. uh we really appreciate yeah your well work.
2: I, I mean you know you mentioned naturopaths but i mean it go unfortunately goes way beyond that to real yeah. medical oh, yeah. doctors oh, yeah. medical doctor. uh, that's I, I i feel like that's the worst when when we're dealing with all yeah. the you know maybe you'll you'll get into this but um you know the, this whole integrative functional um what's the other term um anyways you know what i mean whatever yeah, I uh, know what you, mean. you know the, oh, they'll these, get the idea these, yeah the <laughs> The uh, Trojan horses for quackery and, and alternative medicine—it's uh, very frustrating. And and then and then so many people think those of us who try to be evidence-based and help people, um, you know, they think they think we're just like bought and sold by big pharma yeah. or something. Yeah, no, we I don't think, care. Don't understand. So, yeah, yeah. So so that's great. So um, so how has it come down to the to what you're doing now? Tell us how it's uh, how it's come. What's going on now?
3: Uh, career-wise.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Where's it brought? Where's it? Where's your blog brought you? I mean, how long have you had? How long you been writing this thing? Uh,
3: I started it in two thousand seventeen, okay. and I, I would say the last couple of years have been a little slow as far as my production on the blog, and um, it was partly because I was just into some other stuff, and and partly because, uh, you know, at some point you start to realize that you've said yeah. most of what mm-hmm. you want to say. Um, I, I still think, I actually get my best ideas at this point from reader emails and comments on the blog. Uh, so I, I would say most of my posts in the more recent past, last one to two years, have, have been uh, as a result of, of something directly
1: uh, now, suggested by a reader. We're, we're going to be talking about, in the next one, we're going to do two... Recordings. We're going to be talking about specifically hypothyroidism, but what are what are the what are your favorite topics other than like obviously thyroid yeah. is a big one on your, on your yeah. blog. What are, what are your favorite and, and things? And
2: certainly, you know, readers or uh, listeners can uh, go to your blog and read about these topics that you. Oh yeah, really we
3: highly recommend. Your
2: favorite. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: So I would say I would say two two sort of main things, and then we can maybe drill down a little bit. Um, you know, one as far as what's my favorite thing to do is i love and I, and I almost exclusively write about stuff that you can't really find or at least i can't find maybe it's just my poor googling skills but you can't find elsewhere on the internet you know just as as an example i i did this really deep dive into reverse t3 because that's my favorite by the way if you well thank you <laughs> and, yeah if, and, and we'll talk about
2: that in the next episode but yeah but yeah,
3: yeah. i mean it, if you look uh, you know, well, as you guys know, certainly, I mean, if, if you go to a naturopath, you're almost certainly going to get a reverse T3 level. Mm-hmm. But if you look on any kind of normal evidence-based mainstream website, it's pretty much going to say, you know, a few factoids about reverse T3. And then it's just going to say, yeah, not useful in routine practice. But what those sites never do is they never directly address all of the claims that mm-hmm. alternative medicine makes about why reverse t3 is actually useful and you should check it so you know i i love to write about stuff where you just don't understand why what alt medicine is saying is wrong it sounds maybe plausible on the surface and you know a lot of lay people will say yeah you know i mean this this, this seems reasonable you know why why should i not do this and it's it's just not enough sometimes as a, a physician to say yeah no it's just it's worthless right because if you don't right. if you don't address these things in more detail you know the naturopath remember of course has spent like an hour an hour and a half uh sort of holding someone's hand and very patiently explaining all these things and and you've got what 15 20 minutes maybe 30 or 40 minutes if it's a new patient so you have to Sort of achieve that level of credibility in a fraction of the time, and yeah. and that's tough to do when you're just being dismissive and saying yeah 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 yeah. yeah. What your, what your naturopath said worthless. Forget it. Just listen to me now. It's,
1: yep. And, and now and, and, and then you lost them.
3: Exactly. Yeah,
1: now, they're, now they're mad and they told other yep. friends.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's one main category I would say is uh, I want to write about stuff where it has to be debunked on my blog because nobody else has done it. So a lot of my stuff is that. And then the, the second thing I love to write about is just kind of, you know, exploring why people seek out alternative medicine, yeah. the psychology of decision making when it comes to our health. Um, these are things that that maybe we can dive into next. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that in general, as as physicians and I'm going to keep saying physicians, because honestly, I don't consider naturopaths physicians um, a, as a physician we really need to understand what drives people to seek out alternative medicine before we can really hope to help them, truly. Because if we don't understand why, then we're sort of missing the whole basis, right, of, like, what they really care about. Because it's it's not always an issue of, of information, right? I mean, there's, there's this quote I love from Derek Sivers. Uh, he's sort of an interesting social commentary guy. And and he says if more information was the answer we'd all be billionaires with perfect abs yeah that's true you know, we, we have all the information we need yes. like you know i'm sure you guys do a lot of counseling about diet right most yeah. people probably have an idea of what a yeah. healthy diet is but it's yeah. just the rest of it all the other motivations and hurdles and hang-ups and all that yeah. stuff you got it yeah exactly well what
2: are some what are some tidbits on you know in your exploration of this yeah what the hell are you know, these yeah, people talk, doing yeah talk about i mean what, i have my what, ideas why, we've talked about yeah, before why, but i yeah, want to know your from your point experience yes yeah. yeah why are people right. seeking out alternative medicine? Mean, that's yeah that's yeah. The we're here, here to learn this, just we're,
1: we're here to learn just as much <laughs> as our listeners yeah <laughs> sounds
3: good so i think there, there are a bunch of things one of the things that drives people which is a big one is desperation mm-hmm. right because if we think about it we're as, as physicians, we're not often or always at least mindful of the lead up to that visit with the patient. So often they've been struggling for months, maybe years with no answers. And at this point, by the time they get into our office, they're just hoping that we find something, even if it's bad, just so that it can lead to some kind of strategy. And if we don't acknowledge or appreciate their desperation you know they're just going to go seek out a provider who will and that's often alt-med right uh another thing that uh that that alt-med does i think extremely well that leads people to seek them out is they listen like if there's one thing they're awesome at it's mm-hmm. listening and it's a function partly of time because they have mm-hmm. so much more time as i said before um but I think what winds up happening is, is, when we have much less time, we can come, ac- it's very easy to come across as being dismissive. Um, so we have to be super careful, right? Because the other thing is that we, we will sometimes say, hey, listen, you know, all these labs we did, they're, they're normal. The patient hears, you're normal. We're saying the testing I've done so far is normal, but they're like, hey, I feel like crap. I'm not normal, right. and alt med is never going to tell the patient that they're normal. Like they, they will validate everything, and and we have to do that too. We have to validate their symptoms, validate their concerns, yeah. and be very very careful about about the language we use. Another thing that alt med does that, uh, that it certainly makes people want to seek them out. Is they offer a lot of easy fixes, right? So I, I think in general, as people, we are wired to look for the simplest fix. Uh, you know, Occam's razor, simplest answer, that's that's the right one. But when the simple fix is hard, we're gonna look for the easiest fix. So if I say, hey, listen, you gotta revamp your sleep. Mm-hmm. diet your exercise your mental health you got to work on your relationships because that's the simplest answer a lot of the time but that stuff is hard so it, the patients are totally gonna prefer all this testing you know the seven pages of labs that Altmed uh, is gonna order because it's gonna give them some kind of diagnosis there's something that's gonna be out of range in all that non standardized testing that they order And then of course there will be all kinds of treatment in the form of supplements which they Mm -hmm. will sell out of their office and um and that's much easier wouldn't it be great if you could just take a supplement natural you know uh something natural that uh, is going to help you you know so uh, there are other things as well you know altmed is is really willing to experiment and, and they're willing to accommodate people so you know they, they essentially are going to employ all kinds of unproven treatments but they're definitely going to present them as evidence-based you know as you can see you know when you look at stuff uh, on the internet they'll often say that oh yeah there's there's plenty of evidence that this stuff works they may cite evidence that doesn't support it which is what i try to debunk
2: right. yeah. on
3: the blog um, but if a patient comes in sort of wondering aloud you know i think i might have a thyroid problem I mean, there's a greater than 95% chance they're going to come out of that office with a diagnosis. And, uh, and then as a consequence of that sort of willingness to you know, sort of accommodate anything that a patient says or asks for, if they land in my office, the burden of proof is now on me to prove it wrong. Right. So, so that's kind of a, a backwards way, I think, of, um, of approaching things.
1: So the, yeah, the, the, They have more time. People are paying cash, so they spend more time with them. They, yeah. can, they can test. They test all sorts of unproven things, which increases the probability there will be something off. They'll use different re- reference ranges in these unproven tests to prove that mm-hmm. they're wrong, then sell them supplements under the guise of evidence base. That's going to give them false hope. That's going to fix yeah. them and and they'll listen Absolutely. to them I, I and you know what's also interesting we've talked about this before uh they they'll say you know what they'll they'll, they'll they're good at marketing they're good at marketing because oh yeah because the the diet and exercise stuff that you just said in the sleep they'll spin it into their own type of you know adrenal fatigue or whatever thyroid program that's going to fix their reverse t3 and fix their adrenal fatigue but it's literally just healthful lifestyle stuff that they should be doing anyway. Right. And, and so yeah. it's really, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It, um, and, and, you know, uh, systemically we're in trouble, but I think you kind of nailed it there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you also mentioned that they're paying cash, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's another uh, important feature of this whole interaction with alternative medicine. I think people value what they pay for. They come to us, it's covered by insurance, they go to a naturopath, they may very well be paying out of pocket, and uh, now you're financially invested, so of course, it's very difficult to admit to yourself, uh, I think I'm wasting my money here, (laughs) so, you know, you really, you really want to believe. You know, you guys had also mentioned before, you know, distrust of big pharma, I think that's Mm -hmm. another thing that, that drives people into the arms of alternative medicine, because, they do believe, I mean, people have said, you know, this is in person, not just on mm-hmm. my blog. They've said some things to me, you know, that just are crazy making. I mean, they really do sometimes believe that, you know, I get kickbacks for prescribing oh, certain yeah. medications. Yeah. They definitely you know, do. Yeah. Or, or that the, the conferences that we go to, the national mm-hmm. conferences, since they're sponsored by pharmaceutical companies and that we're only learning what pharma wants us to know so i just want to that, know where my big check is the big golf yeah. you know,
1: golf yeah. well, size check i want i want
2: that <laughs> like like happy gilmore <laughs> yeah that's what and, i want and, and, and ironically and we say this all the time is that what they don't realize the truth of it is is that the the alternative medicine people selling their supplements are the ones with the conflict of interest making the money Literally. the multi-billion dollar supplement or you know and there are those who are you know, now they're selling these compounded medications that are questionable out of their office, whatever. Talk about who's actually getting the conflict of interest kickbacks. It's, yeah. it's, it's an ironic sort of deal, but it's, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's a, yeah. I also, you know, your point of, um, you know, we, we, we have to, as doctors and all healthcare professionals not be dismissive. So that I, I think the classic example is adrenal fatigue. Yeah. We, we, you know, I know Spencer and I have talked about all the time about, and we try to tell patients this, the fatigue is real. If someone comes in and saying they're fatigue, that's real. It doesn't necessarily mean it's their adrenal glands. And of course, you and I'll get those real referrals for real adrenal insufficiency, and, and we're going to look into it. But, um, you know, all so often it is, you know, diet, exercise, sleep, or some other cause of fatigue. But now they're getting who knows what they're getting? That, that might even always, yeah. Well, uh, it's always Rhodiola. It, well, and it might even cover up their symptoms. Yeah. You know, so might make maybe them feel they feel, feel better. better. Hydrocortisone. Some of these docs are getting well, out hydrocortisone yeah. so just low, low doses. Which. Which just is, is kind of covering up first. their symptoms. Yeah, Adderall. They're giving them some meth, yeah.
1: methamphetamines.
2: I was going to say they're g- Testosterone, line, actually. Line t- they're giving them some yeah.
1: T3, some testosterone. They're, they're It's all natural, yeah. though, so it's good. Eventually, <laughs> they come in AFib with a stroke from their uh, hematocrit being too high. Um, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> that, <Yeah. laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that did happen. I told you that. No, I, know, I know. I
2: know. I know that happened to you.
1: So. <laughs> that happened? That did happen? Oh, that, yeah. that's frightening. frightening. Yeah, it was yeah. frightening. Yeah. Well, okay yeah. so uh, any any other tidbits of like why people seek out and then again I, I i agree with my brother in that like it's hard when and you five ten minutes i'm a, i don't even take insurance anymore so i'm one of these i'm one of these quacks not really i i do, I do <laughs> but i do spend time um, and try to appreciate that i have more time with people but in the office because i was in the primary care office five ten fifteen minutes and someone comes in saying they have adrenal fatigue and they have a ton of these uh labs and i have to grit uh-huh. my teeth and not be like this s- bastard is stealing from you this isn't <laughs> real but you have to go okay so here's the deal and I, and luckily i've done all those tests myself uh, uh, we've had podcasts about this but i've done all these tests and kind of gone down similar uh road to be able to explain it but yeah i think um not being dismissive and trying to be as
3: validating as possible is, is what all, is what we can yeah. do I think that's, a, that's really our, our best weapon in the arsenal is, is really just listening and, and validating um, symptoms, of, of course. I, I think, you know, as far as the, the last few tidbits that I would say, you know, that, that drives people to seek out Altmed, endocrinologists, I think, have pretty poor access in general, uh, so it can take a long time to see one. And um, that's obviously not good. It's way easier to get in with a naturopath. And then people just have access to, to so much information mm-hmm. now, right? So they don't necessarily have to take the mainstream docs word for anything because they, they, you know, they can do their own, quote, research. Yeah. Um, so those are things. And then I guess the other thing that I would say that, that Altmed is extraordinarily good at is manufacturing controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that that's a common complaint that people have when they come see me. They're like, listen, I've been reading about this stuff and, you know, I read the mainstream sites and, you know, Mayo Clinic says this one thing and then I go to this, you know, other alt-med site and they see something completely different and people wind up so confused and, and they wind up being very scared to take what might be a helpful medication. I mean, if we think about the class of medication bisphosphonates for osteoporosis, right? Um, over the last 10 years, if if we look at the data, there's been this dramatic decrease in the number of prescriptions mm-hmm. for bisphosphonates. And that is pretty much directly a result of the stuff that's out there that's, you know the the misinformation, the disinformation. Yeah um you know it starts with some kind of kernel of truth like yeah okay you know there's some some really weird rare side effects that can happen but your risk yeah. of a fracture is like orders of magnitude higher than the risk of one of these side effects so now what we're going to see over the next 10 years we're going to see probably a huge increase in hip fractures among elderly yeah. folks and that's all preventable but that's i think directly a result of all meds manufactured controversy yeah. ability we see the
1: same in statin we're you know we're in the cholesterol world and so that's mm. that's what i fight every day and it, it hurts me to know that there are a lot of people mm. being harmed um by stopping their medicines. Yeah. so yeah. it's unfortunate what what tidbits do you have like what advice do you have for those who are even thinking like the, i assume people that are listening to this are probably not going into alternative medicine they may have come from alternative medicine mm-hmm. back to us but
3: if there are people
1: if there are people listening that want to go that are even thinking about it what what would be something you would tell them before reaching out to these kind of unproven uh,
3: practitioners i would say if you have a good relationship or if you can form a good relationship with your endocrinologist or your primary care physician or whoever your trusted healthcare professional is you know if you really want to reach out there because you know your your cousin told you that that this naturopath is really good and you know really sensible and only recommends you know evidence-based naturopathy or whatever it is and you want to give it a shot okay go ahead give it a shot but then take all of the lab testing that was done take all the recommendations you were given and bring them back to your trusted healthcare provider And ask for their opinion because if this is someone you trust you know you know that they're gonna give you a an informed patient opinion Mm -hmm. about what's going on and then the last thing I would say is listen to that opinion and uh, you know take it on board and then you can make your decision do what you're gonna do Yeah. yeah I think that's a good
1: that's a good little tidbit there. Uh, anything else before we do the next well, podcast? Or?
3: Well,
2: I you know I think you know people, especially your followers, they want to know what what you're doing and what your future is like. I think you mentioned something that um, you know you might be changing things up or so. What's what's going on?
3: Yeah. Um, so as of right now, I am not practicing. Um, I, I'm really struggling with calling it retired from clinical practice because uh, I wasn't quite ready to, to make that, that leap. I, I've been steadily cutting back over the last several years. Um, you know it's uh, well, I'm sure as, as you guys well know and a lot of people listening to this will know, I mean the practice of medicines getting increasingly difficult and you know large companies and and hospital systems and whatnot are taking over a lot of the smaller groups, gobbling them up. And, and it's just, it's really difficult to practice, at least for, for me, as I wanted to practice. Mm-hmm. And um, so, But I uh, if I'm honest with myself, it, it's not all that. I can't lay all the blame at the feet of the uh, ever increasing size of the companies that I started to, to work for. Um, but I, I think I was just, I was getting tired of the uh, the treadmill. You know the 20-minute yeah. the visit it's miserable treadmill. it's miserable <laughs> yeah yeah I you know there are times when you know I mean I, like contrary to what some of my readers would would think I mean I, I really have a great relationship with the vast majority of my patients and and especially actually the super difficult super anxious people mm-hmm. that's that's actually my specialty I'm very very good at, at, um, at talking to them and listening to them so I, I like doing that but i don't like the clock
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh and then just all the other stuff that goes along with that you know because there's just an increasing number of clicks in the medical record all the other stuff that we <laughs> yeah. sort of bitch and moan about all the time right um so nobody really wants to hear that but after a while it just it, it's kind of exhausting and i i think i just got to the point where i didn't want to be on someone else's yeah timetable you anymore. wanted your autonomy yeah i wanted my autonomy and i i did not i'm too old at this point i know uh, i'm not i'm not old but i am too old to or at least too tired to sort of strike out and and start my own gig especially in today's climate it's yeah. just like you know a the, the sort of the
1: direct primary roles. or a direct practice like <laughs> you would kill it if if you charge just you know some cash and no insurance Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I I mean, I assumed right now for making money, you're coming out with like a supplement line, rhodiola and and homeopath. (laughs) I I assume that's got to be what
3: you're doing. But of course, yeah, I was going to keep that on the down low, but now that you've exposed it, (laughs) I will just (laughs) come clean. So so go to my website and please buy my stuff. Um, Yeah, no, I sell sell nothing. I I do still have an administrative role at my my old institution, so I still have relationships there and, and the administrative role I have, I, I, I kind of like, although that's getting increasingly difficult because of the bureaucracy. Uh, uh, but for a long time, kind of yeah. no one was looking over my shoulder there, and it was it was pretty great because because we could be very efficient when no one was looking over our shoulders. Um, and then for for a little bit there, uh, actually, I think this this may have happened in between the time that that we had contacted each other about the podcast and mm-hmm. and now, but for for a while I was working for a startup in the the sort of the health and nutrition world and 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 that was that was a lot of fun i was doing medical review for them so a lot of heavy editing and a little bit of writing and stuff and um and that was great i loved it but uh they were having some financial difficulties and Mm -hmm. they needed to unload uh some of their most expensive employees and uh, (laughs) i I fit that bill (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately I'm kind of in so, that startup
1: uh, world so I may be reaching out to you if I uh yeah
2: hey th- that's actually yeah that's a good good point yeah,
3: yeah. so that was that was fun but right now I'm I'm just kind of taking at, uh, at my wife's suggestion I'm kind of taking the summer to figure my stuff out and um nice. and and see see what I want to do there may be a uh hormones demystified book in the there you future go. I'm I'm flirting I'm, with the idea. Oh, I'll tell you I, what, I, yeah, that would I'll be. Do it. I would, shill we would the hell love out to out of help that. you. Yeah, I we'll chill we, we, we that book. We
2: would love to help you with that because that would be great. I'll tell you, I mean, that would be Shit. very yeah. well taken. Uh, That would be cool. I got
1: a lot of Instagram followers. I would put that up. No, I would not take any cut <laughs> kind of that. I would just make sure everybody's like, read yeah. this, please. Please read this. All right. This. Well, much appreciated. We're going to have to talk about that yeah. in more detail That's Definitely. That's a great idea. Well, cool.
2: All right. Well, anything else before we. Go on and, and invite people to next week's episode with hormones demystified on thyroid. Anything else?
3: Uh, it is it is up to you if you want to talk about sort of any of the other psychological factors involved in in why people make really stupid decisions about their healthcare, or we can sort of table that um, and just jump into the thyroid for the next podcast yeah yes. that,
2: I mean that could that could be a good intro for the for the next one perhaps
3: very good so. all right we're gonna
1: do our okay. outro till next time
2: yeah tune in.
0: This podcast is for entertainment and education and information purposes only. Remember, the physicians on this podcast are not your physician. It should not be considered professional or personalized medical advice. It should not be used to replace speaking with your physician or medical professional to discuss your specific health concerns. The topics discussed should not be used solely to diagnose or treat any condition. As a result, we are not responsible for any unwanted medical outcomes. The views and opinions discussed are of those of the host only and do not represent those of any other entities we we'll